Welcome to Gears Action Growth, shifting business culture one conversation at a time. My name's Christy Mori, and I'm joining Dr. Josephine Palermo, whose superpower is to create business cultures that transform organizations team by team. Today, we'll be kicking off February with the theme of relationships and business. Hope you get value from it. Hey, everybody, and hey, Joe, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Christy. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. But my voice is quite tired. I think it's because we had that event, lunch event yesterday at, at Higher Spaces. And I think yes. I was just like talking so much in a span of an hour. And people are because people are asking questions. And when you're hosting something, you can't really be silent. You got to introduce yourself and things like that. So I think my voice is tired. If, you know, if anyone's listening and they think it's Corona, I don't think it is. Yeah, <laughs> I hope not, Christy. I hope yeah, not. I don't have the symptoms, I think. I think I could just feel that it's tired. It's just a little bit of fatigue. Yeah. You know what? I think it's true. And, and you know, we had a wonderful event. I loved bringing the whole community and um, all the neighbours together around our co-working space. But it is, you know, when you do an event, it is really exhausting. And so it kind of makes me, it me reminds me that you have to spend, you have to kind of put time in your week to sort of have that downtime afterwards because it is, it's tiring. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But I guess this is our downtime a little bit now. It is. is we're just talking one-on-one -on -one and not greeting so many people in a span of an hour. So That's true. Yeah, Not so sure, yeah, it is. I enjoy one on one a lot more than big groups, but yeah, it was great. It was great. We, yeah, so we yesterday, we for everyone uh, we, who's wondering what we're talking about, we had just a networking lunch at Higher Spaces, the co working space that Joe um, is a co founder of. And yeah, we had to move it outside really quickly because in Victoria, there was a case of the uh pandemic the corona so we had to quickly move everything outside for just everybody and it was for the better for sure but it just required a lot more movement physical movement and it did mental but energy. you know what christy you you did a fabulous job of um creating an absolute wonderland in our courtyard. So I think we will actually, maybe we'll put some links to some photos in this yeah, episode. Because yeah, it was we'll put so some beautiful links. what you did. It will. And in, like in such a <laughs> quick kind of, you know, you adapted so well. So I, yeah, we'll put some. We'll it was good, Joe. You pulled out a rug and I was like, where is this <laughs> rug? I've never seen that rug. And we set up a picnic rug outside as well. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, so we're suddenly event planners, but flexibility is key. But that is not what our topic is today. No. It is February, and we are kicking it off, as we said, about relationships and mm. business. Because obviously the main holiday or celebration is Valentine's Day. So we started thinking about relationships, of course. And it's going to be a fun month of discussions. So hopefully you guys stay tuned. But today we'll be chatting specifically about finding the right partner for a business. Mm. And how do we build that kind of dynamic business friendship and relationship with our business partners to weather all sorts of storms? And then we'll be looking at some famous partnerships in the business world, and we'll be finding some common factors of what makes their partnership work. Yeah. So stay tuned. So let's kick it off with why it's important to have a good partnership and relationship. And 
um, what does it mean to find the right partner for uh, business? So maybe Joe, um, because of your experience with higher spaces and other businesses you're doing, maybe you could chat a little bit from your own experience as well. Yeah, thanks, Christy. I, and you know, I, I am a co-founder and I'm actually a co-founder in um, two businesses. Um, so I, I'm a co-founder in um, Melbourne Belly Dance as well as um, Higher Spaces. And it, it is the most important relationship type, I guess, apart from my, um, you know, significant partner relationship. Um, and it it is critical to the success of my business. And I know that it's been critical to the success of so many businesses. And we'll, we'll sort of talk about some of those really iconic brands that people know where really the success is based on um, co-founders. And so, so I've kind of personally lived through the ups and downs of that relationship and how it's formed and then how we, we've kind of worked through things. But I also think that um, the importance of that is because you really need to feel supported when you're in a partnership and that's in general whether it's a loving love relationship or a business relationship and having the right person beside you in as a co-founder or co-creator as my business partner and I call ourselves um, is really critical it's 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 really important and many um, many times businesses go through some really significant problems when co-founders disagree or they have a very different vision for their business so importantly the thing that really needs to happen is that co-founders have a very significant alignment in the vision for what they want and that they support each other and I was sort of thinking about this um, really when I heard a little bit more about um, Lucille Ball and and you know it's kind of like it feels like a bit left wing but I didn't realize the extent to Lucille Ball's entrepreneurship I mean, I knew she was an amazing um, pioneer in entertainment and she actually did a lot for, um, I guess, women's roles in television. And I know that sounds a bit strange, kind of looking back, you know, uh, to her, um, I guess, content now because it kind of feels very old-fashioned and, you know, she was very much um, portraying a very stereotypical role on television. But if you go back to what was happening around the time in the 60s when she particularly did the Lucille Ball show with her husband, Desi Arnaz, um, she actually pioneered a lot of um, firsts in television um, and, and in particular... Uh, she was running the business empire behind that TV show with her husband, Desi Arnaz, who supported her. She was, they both had the vision, but she was the one driving it to the point where when they um, divorced after a 20-year marriage, she took on the reins and continued very successfully with that business. And um, and she has been, she was given so many awards um, uh, after her, her death, um, just because of just recognising the fact that she did so much for for television and women in television. And, and some of the things that, that, you know, you can go to as examples of that. So she was the first woman on television to actually be pregnant and even, you know, portray a woman giving birth on television. I mean, they didn't show the birth, obviously, but, but portraying a woman being pregnant and, and having a baby and then 
um, you know, as we know, she used her children in the TV show. So it was kind of like almost, you know, life portraying art or art portraying life. Like a Um, sense of a reality show. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. But she, you know, back then they couldn't um, talk, they couldn't say the word pregnant on, on public media. So... So she was, um, they, you know, termed her as expecting. So, you know, we talk hmm. about people who are expecting and that's kind of coined from those days. Oh, um, interesting. Yeah, yeah. And she was also, um, you know, prior to to her husband, Desi, prior to meeting and, and marrying her husband, Desi, she had actually had quite a lot of uh, failure in her career. So she had... She had um, tried to um she was a trained actress she had tried to break into um you know movies she had had some success but more in sort of small part roles she hadn't really um you know had that leading kind of role in in movies at all and um and so she was having uh, and in fact she would she was getting a lot of knockbacks in terms of her acting as well um, so then she went to modelling because she was obviously, you know, a stunning woman um, and she had a little bit more luck in mod- in modelling and a bit more success and that's what got her some of the bit roles in movies was, you know, but purely because of her looks. Um, but not, you know, she was a trained actress. She wasn't recognised for those skills um, and then it wasn't really until she partnered with Desi, who was younger than her. I don't know if that makes a difference, but, you know, he, he had a lot of energy himself. He was a uh, he was a uh, entertainer. He was a musician and he was a successful musician himself. But he was very supportive of her career at a time where men weren't necessarily supportive of their wives' careers and, um, and, and you know, particularly expected women to... Um, stay at home and be the you know house housewives in particular. So mm-hmm. he was very supportive of her, and uh, they actually um, had a um, an opportunity to to do the TV show for another network. But and Lucy um, insisted that her husband be part of the cast because they wanted to see each other more. Because he was doing, he was in Cuban bands, so he was kind of a musician and he was working um, on the, you know, on the road and traveling a lot. And she was working in TV at that point after, you know, not really making the break in, in movies. And um, so, so she insisted that if she was going to do this show, that she would need to do um, do it with her husband. And the network declined that. Um, they didn't give her that. So so they took that show and they went on vaudeville. So they, they you know, in other words, they said no. They said they, they knocked back, a, you know, a lucrative contract with a, a TV, um, you know, production house and they, or network, and they, they went on vaudeville. And the show was so uh, popular that they then set up their own production network, so their own TV network. And so they... They not only ran the Lucille Ball show, which was one of the most, um, you know, successful shows of all time. And actually, you know, we all, um, most of us will be aware of Seinfeld as as being coined, you know, the most successful, you know, um, comedic um, TV series. Yeah. But Lucille Ball, if you look at the kind of statistics, the Lucille Ball show um, is very much on par and perhaps, you know, supersedes um, the success that Seinfeld had. And so, you know, it was such a pioneering show. And in some ways, perhaps Seinfeld as a show, we wouldn't have that without Lucy's 
mm. you know, pioneering kind of vision for the Lucille Ball show because it was the like you were saying, it's kind of like, you know, art reflecting reality. And yeah. um yeah, and so she she was she was amazing. She had such a lot of drive and you know, so she so they they ended up starting their own network and again so that that partnership was really key to the success of that show of the tv empire that they they both built and um you know obviously people kind of say that she had a tragic life because her her marriage to Diviani has ended but I actually see it as a success they had 20 years together they had a family uh, she was able to you know kind of combine career and motherhood and you know I'm not saying that she did that um, perfectly I don't know I didn't know her well enough at the time and I'm not going to judge mothers one thing you don't do in life is judge mothers <laughs> you know when you're <laughs> your, you don't have children yourself right, right I, you yeah. know I put my I put my hands down all the time and you know, I go to my knees just praising mothers you know they do the best they yeah. can but when, from the kind of like as an observer as outside looking in she kind of lived the life that she wanted to live and she had the support of Desi Arnaz and I think that um it was really that relationship in her life that catapulted her um, because what what I see when I look at I look at kind of her biographies, I see a very talented woman who was facing a lot of barriers in a very male-dominated industry of movies and television. Then she met her husband who was supportive of her and together they were able to kind of build this empire. And um, And so, you know, he... Uh, you know, the, and and I see this, the characteristics of that great partnership is I see that reflected in a lot of iconic brands that we we all know about, um, and even even you know, when you think about it, even in life, everything is more joyous when you have people around you supporting you. You know, don't you think so, Christy? Yeah, do you feel yeah, that? yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Mm. You want to be with people who are like for you. Yeah, of course exactly. that wouldn't work if it, it was the other way. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. But, but but people stay in environments where they where they feel very unsupported though, and so that's you know, true because we all have different motivations. Yes. <laughs> I was listening exactly. to a story the other day about it. I won't go too much into detail because I I know we're a business podcast, but it was about this very toxic relationship and basically um, yeah, basically her ex smashed her car at night oh, um, because he was so outraged. And I was mm. like, that's what I'm saying is like, that's extreme and that's very, mm -hmm. very unhealthy um, after a breakup to smash your ex's car. Like very, very bad. <laughs> yes, it is but, very, very bad. Yeah, but what it's saying is like, um, they, like she had every indication of his personality and what he is mm. about and yet staying in it for the wrong reasons is uh, very clear. So, yeah. And, you know, I think that um, that's a whole different discussion on. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah on, um, definitely. Toxic relationships. For sure. And, you, and maybe, yeah, yeah. We'll, but, maybe we could do a toxic relationship one in at the end. I don't know, because we're doing relationships this uh, month. I think that would be a great idea. And what I yeah. might even do, Christy, is invite a guest, one of my yeah. one of my colleagues in more of a um, in clinical or counseling psychology. That's Let's great. have that discussion. I think that would be great. Yeah. Cause I, cause be great. I, yeah. Because I think that we often. It seems like a no-brainer to 
want to be around people who support us and to kind of bring those people into our lives and 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 to not want to be around those people who don't support us and so why do we why do we have people who don't support us in our lives that's mm. the question isn't it why do we continue to do that and so yeah let, well, let's have that let's have that discussion i think that'll be great yeah. but going back going back to to lucille ball's life i think that um you know in some ways that that it, to me i know it's it's a kind of it's a um a golden era story and I love the golden era by the way that's mm. <laughs> so I'm very attracted yeah. to that era but it is a golden era story but it really does tell you um you know because you know Lucille Ball's success was actually in the 50s and 60s when women were just not seen as executives of organizations yeah no you know women were not running companies back then like we we kind of forget that and she was running a major TV network. And so isn't that fabulous? Like we have to really applaud that. So so we will um, we will kind of go back to Lucille Ball from time to time, I think. I, I'd love to dig into her life a little bit more because I think there's so much more to kind of um, look at there. But we will provide a link in the Yeah, we can watch her episodes well. for research, of oh, course. That would be watch great. TV for research. Exactly, exactly. So that would be wonderful. a fun research fun. Um, but so this is, yeah, obviously I find this really interesting as well. But um, in terms of her story, her partner was also her husband. So there is um, yeah. a bit more layers than just it being a business partner. So exactly. when, but when we talk about establishing the right business partner, um, and it doesn't have to be, and most oftentimes it's friendships, isn't it, as well? Mm -hmm. Like not just romantic relationships turning exactly. into business partnerships. That's right. So, so yeah. So so yeah. if we look at if we look at some of the you know really I guess famous um, co-founder stories, what we see like and you know I'm thinking of Apple, I'm thinking of Microsoft, I'm thinking of some companies you know like uh, Google even like all of the when you all those tech companies, but then we've also got Ben and Jerry's and. Hewitt Packard, so you know all of those kind of companies. Really, what all of those co-founders were friends first, and mm. you know, if I think of my experience, my my, you know, with with the lovely Shutan, we were friends first too. So there's always some level of you meet and you kind of see a spark in each other because that's kind of mm. what friendship is, isn't it? You see a spark in each other, and um, and I think that those partnerships work because you turn that friendship into a successful business relationship. And so, and, and this, they're different in a way because, um, you know, I feel like, I feel like I have lots of friends, but I have a very different relationship with my business partner. It is, it is different. It starts off the same and then it's different. And it's different because the characteristics that, I share as well, and, I, and I'm looking at all of those kind of founder stories as well, are a very deep respect for each other, um, a very a deep vested interest in in building each other's strengths, and, a, and also um, an incredible shared interest and passion. So when I think of my friendships, I may not have all three things in my in all my friendships I don't need to have all three things I might have friends where I share a passion but um you know I'm not kind of absolutely invested in building their strengths on a daily basis but with my business partner 
it's those three things. It's deep respect. I'm, I want to build her strength so I can build my strengths. And it's that shared interest and passion. And then all of that kind of accumulates to having a kind of similar vision. So mm. I think you, those three things for me, and there might be others, but it's those three things that particularly um, sort of stand out for me. And I can see it in a way when I look at some of the kind of iconic um, partnerships, like even, you know, a lot's been written about Apple and about, you know, Steve Jobs and, um, and Wozniak. And Alan was sorry. I, think, I know his <laughs> name is hard to say. Was I'm not the co-founder. Yeah. Uh, but um, you know, a, a lot's been written about those guys in terms of you know strengths, and but also in terms of you know where the relationship got disrupted and it wasn't so um, so healthy. And I think that that I, I, that's a good example for me because I'm not saying that a business partner relationship will be like positive and like a cherry on top all the time. What you've got to do with your business partner is be able to weather the storms and disagree and really have it out with each other sometimes. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's because that's because you, you really are wanting to work on building each other's strengths for the business and but sometimes you will have very different ideas about things. You'll have um, very different, um, even sometimes visions for how things should be done. And so one of the most important things is to know how to have really constructive disagreements and then come out of that. Yeah. Touch. Yeah. That's yeah, that's really right. important. So you've got to lean into conflict because if you don't, then you're not being true to your business your you might be um you know for example if i'm if i have a, a point of view and i'm not standing up for that point of view because i'm i don't want to lean into the conflict with my business partner then i'm doing a disservice to the business so you almost have it's almost like a, a third party that you're always it's always part of your relationship so it's almost like a you know, there's a trio in your relationship. There's you and your business partner and the business, and they're all different entities. Mm -hmm. So, so in some ways, um, I, you know, when I look at different, you know, co-founders, they often have, they often have a shared interest. They're really supportive of each other from a strengths point of view, but they are willing to have disagreements and just, and kind of constructive arguments and, and also, they're probably more likely to have some separate areas of strength. So, um, so for example, you you know you you see you see people who might have more technical knowledge, and then other people have more sales knowledge. And that was the Apple kind of relationship. You know, mm -hmm. you had one founder who had more of that technical knowledge and then you had Steve Jobs come in who was really a marketer in a way he had that marketing brain and um and kind of had a more sort of uh you know customer centric or marketing um uh, perspective so together they built Apple right whereas right. whereas separately they probably wouldn't have um had as much success and you see that too in some ways in some of the other um 
business partnerships we can talk about. It's not just um, the two Steves. It's also in relation to perhaps um, just thinking of maybe something like Ben and Jerry's, you know, people kind of know about the iconic ice cream. Although, mm. you know what, Christy, I've never actually tried Ben and Jerry's because I'm lactose free. So oh, I right. I always forget it's that. Good ice cream. It's good. It's good. Ah! Always, I have one near my place now too. Uh, <laughs> yeah they always have um, very creative names as well and yeah we're not sponsored by ben jenner's at all no, no, we're not or any of anyone. the yeah yeah but yeah, yeah they have a well, very very cool model of um yeah and they have fun graphics like very okay. like cheery graphics like there's lots of different elements that makes them okay. yeah stand out um, but you were saying uh, that the relationship between uh, business partnership is not just uh, the two partnerships, but business itself is the third relationship. Mm. And I thought that was um, pretty critical to highlight because in a regular friendship, if somebody was behaving very toxic or in a... Um, yeah, just not in a good way, I, I don't know if we would be as... Uh, intense about trying to convince them or get them back or whatever but in a business I it's almost like we have to do it because the business will suffer yes is that the kind of what you're saying absolutely and that and that's why the stakes are higher in a way um and uh I guess it's similar to you know it's you can kind of see parallels between you know couples who are who are in a relationship and they have children, you know, there's always, when there's another party there that is relying on you to, to make it right. Right. You know, to make the make the relationship work. Yeah. The stakes are higher. Yeah. So, so you want to, you want to really lean into conflict with each other in a way that, that takes you to, you know, to a, a better place. And, and, I've had a lot of experience of that. I've actually, you know, I often actually do, um, I think, um, talk to a lot of people about dealing with conflict because it's something that I don't think we necessarily have as a good muscle. I don't think we're taught to deal with conflict necessarily right. yeah, in, a, we're not. in a productive way yeah. in the the kind of normal kind of family socialization or or in society yeah so so but there are really constructive ways you can you can deal with conflict and so for example in my businesses i'm always um carving out time to review the partnership so you carve Mm -hmm. out like it might be every quarter or every half year. It doesn't have to be every week, but every quarter or every half year, you review the partnership and you say, well, you know, how are we going? Um, are there, is there anything I'm doing that's really annoying you? Is there, you know, is there anything you're doing that's, you know, really annoying me? Um, is there anything we, we'd like to bring into the relationship a little bit more? So it could be, you know, that, that opens the the door to well you know I'd like to communicate more or I'd like to I'd like to have my ideas heard more before you you kind of shut them down so you know or or I'd like to um I'd like to be able to you know run part of a project on my own and maybe fail a little bit before before you kind of have a view on it I'd like yeah yeah like fail forwards yeah yeah so yeah. you can discuss those things in a very constructive way. I mean, often 
co-founders had business coaches to help them do this. Um, and I mean, I often um, Someone rely on some of the tools of my trade. And so, mm. so there are also some structural things you can do. There are some really kind of neat sort of structural ways to, to kind of carve out a conversation. And I'll give you one. This is one that I really like in terms of a retrospective. And you can use this with the team as well. But you can look at, so for example, you know, how, do, how has our relationship, our business relationship gone over the last three months or the last six months? And you can, you can just talk about it in terms of four quadrants. What have you liked? What has been lagging? What have you learned about each other or about the relationship? And what are you longing for? So it's called four L's, mm. that structure. That so it's good. liked, lacked, learned, longing for. And when you sort of do that, it kind of opens up the room to have a discussion about things that maybe you haven't um, wanted to raise or maybe you haven't had time to raise because also when you run a business it's like go 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 and sometimes you don't have time you you let things slide because you know you, you again you're 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 doing it for the benefit of the the business but if you keep letting things slide um, yeah. that then forms resentment so you can't keep letting things slide so I keep having this sort of mantra in terms of I cannot um, you know I cannot keep letting things go or I have to lean into the conflict but it, you don't have to lean in at the time that something happens because sometimes that's not the appropriate time but you have to lean into the conflict at some time and it's always not just always shut down you at later. obviously mm. yeah not just shut down or not just which, shut which down. is a or common response away. yeah and it's unresolved basically that's right that's yeah. right and I I think that we've had you know a lot of people to, uh, hear stories about um, founders breaking up or or perhaps, you know, um, where one of the business partners uh, buys out the other business partner and it's not in good terms. And I think that that's probably, that's a break, breakdown in the relationship. But, I, but I'm sure that there are, there have, has been a build-up along the way that actually could have been circumvented mm-hmm. earlier. If it on. was addressed properly and exactly. if it wasn't so pushed back. Yeah, that's exactly. a great. Yeah, that's a great thing to uh, end up today and wrap up on. But relationships month, guys. So, everybody, thank you for listening as always, and please email us your questions. I feel like this is going to be a really fun month where we get to really delve into all aspects of relationships and business. So we hope that you do ask us your questions, and yeah, we'll chat with you next time. So. Next week, I think it might be interesting to do like um, romantic relationships in the workplace, but we're not like a trashy uh, magazine style podcast, but we'll, we'll approach it in a fun <laughs> but professional manner because yeah, I had a conversation. Yeah, so we'll, Joe and I will go behind the scenes and we will talk about that. But yeah, someone asked recently if we would be doing that. So maybe. So tune in next week and yeah, have a great week, everybody. And yeah, we'll catch you next time. Bye. Hi, everyone.